Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy Johnny Bananas, and I'm going to be covering a brand new season of the Challenge USA on CBS that, of course, I will be completely dominating on my podcast, Death Taxes and Bananas, on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. Head over to that feed and follow us on Spotify so you never miss an episode. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Cold open question of the week. Dave. Yeah? So usually you do this thing, right? And right before we hit record, we're talking about the possibilities of Edge's last match in Toronto slash WWE and possibly showing up at AEW. And without necessarily mentioning any names, it got to a point in the conversation where I said, I honestly think Beth Phoenix would be a bigger pickup for AEW than Edge slash Adam Copeland would. And... (laughs) You responded in a way of disgust that I don't think I've ever heard from you and just said, hit record. <laughs> so now there we're is here. No, if the question is, is Beth a bigger pickup than Edge for AEW? The answer is absolutely not. Now, I don't know. I'm going to read I, your mind. You're going to say, oh, the women's division could really use her. She's yes. a living legend. I, I would say, I would say Adam Copeland, as ill as it would be to see one last run of matches with the Hardy Boys, running with Edge and Christian, uh, a possible FTR match, and I'm sure we're getting to that later in the show. The women's division could really use not just a name well, brand, but somebody who could who could really craft what that locker room should be, especially given the stuff that's coming out. We don't have any out. evidence that that's what she wants to do. If she wanted to be working more, she could be working more in WWE, right? Oh, oh, we're just being, I'm just being, you know, I guess we were just, uh... You're uh, talk- but, and also, she hasn't been working that much, so we, you, I mean, in your head, she's yes. like the Glamazon still. I mean, we don't yes. know how much she's that got is left true. in the tank. She is, she is the Mamazon at this point, but I do feel like, you know, her... Her her body of work would be so respected. I think the women's division overall would elevate, not just she, for her being there. Okay, in some vacuum, yeah. she would elevate. She could potentially affect the women's division more than Edge could have would affect the men's that's division. The that's the way I'm looking at it. Like I don't think Edge going to AEW, even though I'm a massive Edge fan, I don't think it, it moves the needle closer to yeah, what but that's the main like roster doing WWE. You know, putting a penny in a shot glass would have more effect than putting a brick in the ocean. But that one of them is still a brick, you know? I mean, That is true. That is true. A brick is heavy. But, you know, I have more experience with shot glasses than I do with the ocean. <laughs> so maybe I want a penny in my shot. And that penny in a shot's going to hit different. Have you ever taken a shot with a penny in it? I'm pretty sure you would taste the difference. <laughs> if you jump yeah. into an ocean, if you jump into an ocean with a brick in it, are you going to know you're in an ocean with a brick there? No. That, this, is, listen, this, is, this is my tortured metaphor. <laughs> Please don't try to co-opt it. <laughs> no way. Edge would be such a huge get, man. Massive Edge dudes. would be, Edge, Edge is a super duper star. That would be, yes. I mean, he wouldn't be Edge, I guess. But you know what? Let's just start the show. We'll talk about all this on the other side. Let's go. What's going on, Jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. 
This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion Mike Lawrence. Husky Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to listening to and you are listening to the And you're listening to listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. It's Mask Monday, man. How you doing, bud? I'm good, bro. How you doing, man? I'm good. This is a very this is a very tired crew we got here today. So we gotta Ooh. get the gotta get the energy up here. Energy is up. Energy is up. Only reason why the energy is low is because yesterday was my mom's birthday. So I just want to say happy birthday, mom. I love you. I know you listen to everything and watch all the stuff that I do. So here's your shout out. I love you, mommy. Does she really listen to this show? She listens to this show. My mom listens to every she watches and listens to every single thing I do. And I do a wow. lot of stuff. So she my mom keep... used to listen to everything. She still thinks we're like Stat Guy Greg is a member of the family, you know, like <laughs> from from the from the old days. But not yeah. not everything. I do too much stuff now. No, my I'm mom take my it away mom, from her MSNBC time. So my mom takes everything personally. If somebody says something mean about me, or if I if I look disheveled, like if we got a clip goes out, and you know she can tell that I haven't gotten a shape up or a haircut or something like that. Like she'll call me, and be like, "Hey, Kazim, everything good at home? You're okay?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, You're doing good. I'm like, I'm going to the barber tomorrow, mom. She's like, "That's my baby." And it keeps <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, uh, happy birthday, mama. But yes, yeah, happy up. birthday. Good to go. <laughs> uh, so Edge wrestled Sheamus on SmackDown in Toronto. Big time match. It was a great match. The first oh, time yeah. these two guys had wrestled. Yes. Which can we just do a deep dive? Get like get one of our guys on this to figure out what are there any other legend matches like the WWE or a, a, I mean AEW's well, I don't know. Are, are there any other obvious matches that just haven't happened just randomly over the years? In WWE I mean, or AEW? Yeah, WWE. I mean, is it, I mean it's I guess Edge was gone for so long that it makes a certain amount of sense that he would have missed he would have whiffed on some people or whatever, but that's, it was pretty shocking to hear they'd never wrestled before. Yeah, I feel like, you know, Sheamus's prime was like right when Edge was not active. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's a whole slew of people I could think of that, you know, we didn't get to see from what, 2014 yeah. to 2020 or 20, 2013 to 2020. Um, I probably can't think of them all at the top of my head because most of them probably work at AEW now. So that's the good thing about this because now there's a possibility of Seeing some of those matches, uh, I know. In the next, been in the fantasy booking Edge versus Miro for years. The um, so Edge and Sheamus had their match. There, it's kind of like mixed signals about whether or not this was really his last match, right? Because he had been projecting publicly that this was he was the last match would be in Toronto in his hometown, but he still apparently got you know some time left on his contract to till at least till the end of September or something like that. Um, yeah, I think uh, what was it last year? What, was it right after SummerSlam when they were like, you know, this time next year, is this going to be my last match yeah. or something like that? So this is this is it. This is the time. And did a couple interviews with ET Canada saying, and, and this is where it kind of gets confusing, uh, saying, you know, this is the last match in Toronto or his last match under his contract. And a lot of it was a bunch of I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I just don't know why if you're WWE, you wouldn't just say why you wouldn't just like try to hang on to him for an, I mean, he's clearly got more in the tank, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. even if you I mean, just to hang on to him for another year, another, even if it's six months, even if you got to say our, you know, 
our January 1st pay-per-view is going to be back in Toronto. And in the, and the pay-per-view is titled Farewell Edge, you yeah. know, whatever, like uh-huh. make a big deal of it. And people would, and people would turn out for that. You know, I thought about this uh, when SmackDown was at MSG uh, a few weeks back, right? Like, um, it was just odd how they used Edge that day. Like, and I don't know if they were running short on time because, like, the Bloodline segment ran so long. But I just remember how awkward that whole Grayson Waller Edge uh, segment where he's kind of laughing at him, saying, like, oh, you're about to retire. Yeah, like, uh Mm -hmm. and it was just kind of awkward. So you say in WWE should have held on to him. That's kind of what leads me to believe you know, the more I've thought about it over the past couple of days, it's not so much that WWE needs to hold on to him. It makes me feel like Edge wants to go. Huh. Like, there's matches out there that Edge wants to have before he can really hang it up. So and- why are we... Uh, well, I mean, I guess any... I mean, this isn't really... I guess, you can answer this question a million different ways, but why yeah. have the big farewell match in Toronto if you're not really done? I mean, I, I would say WWE owes it to him, and I think he owes it to WWE. No, no, why right? would Edge care about where his fare, farewell match is? I mean, his farewell match is, is, is down the road then, apparently. I guess, but I mean, is, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think- well, if this is it, if he's going to AEW, I mean, and this is just pure speculation. What, 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 what is the basis of the speculation that he's so going the, to AEW? So the basis of the speculation, well, a lot of people were saying, you know, uh, expecting him to show up in Wembley this week, and I'm just like, I don't know about all that. And then the news came out like right after the SmackDown match on Friday that um, it wasn't, you know, the last match on his contract that in fact that his contract ends at the end of September. So there's still a little time over there. And I think I would think that news was put out there to sort of, you know, calm down the potential disappointment of, oh, Edge didn't show up in Wembley or something like that. Right. Like, so I would assume that was the reason that 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 news kind of started getting floated. But you said it, man, like, for a guy whose return was made like such a massive deal and so many incredible things on the main roster of WWE has been happening over the past year and some change, that's just been noticeably absent, right? So it, it, it doesn't it doesn't really seem to me that WWE didn't want to make him bigger of a deal about his farewell match. If I'm reading the context clues, it, it makes me feel like Edge wanted to go to AEW and do some do some stuff that he probably doesn't think he's going to get the opportunity so to so, do. So you think he just told them, I'm just going to finish out my contract, but probably, you know, explore other opportunities afterwards. And that's why they were like, well, we'll give you, you know, we're going to keep making cash in the checks yeah. that, that you can make us. We'll, we'll, we're, you know, we have respect for you. We'll put of you course. in a good spot, but we're not going to. Like, yeah, they haven't really done much with him. You know what I mean? And maybe that's by design. But remember, months say- ago, months ago, I feel like I mean, it must be we were fantasy booking like a one last run of the championship for him. You know, yeah. just like oh, if I don't, if I'll retire, if I don't win, and we all believe it to be true because his contract's up. You know, like you can I do think, a lot of stuff I, with that. I think right after WrestleMania, we were kind of booking that. We were booking like the the after Cody Rhodes feuds mm-hmm. that you know, and Edge was one of them. And Edge not being uh, not even not being a part of it, but not even being close to being a part of it. Even the fact that, you know, he was drafted back to SmackDown and that was made a big deal like the night of it. And then it wasn't at all. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, okay, I didn't think about it the last time we recorded the episode, but like, you know, now that I'm just remembering all the stuff Edge has been saying over the past several years, I mean, you know, the match, uh, some of the wrestlers in the matches that he that really inspired his comeback while he was injured was like Kenny Omega matches. And I'm sure 
there's not a, a stadium in the world that wouldn't book Kenny Omega versus Adam Copeland in, 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 you know, in, in a wrestling venue. Um, obviously, he's very close with FDR, Cash Wheeler and, and Dax Harwood. Obviously, Christian is over there. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot more um, chapters that he can close in AEW than I think he'd be able to in WWE just because we're kind of, you know, now that you're projecting what the main event storyline is with the bloodline and the universal championship and what they're doing with the world heavyweight championship over on Monday night raw. Like it doesn't really seem like anything edge could do in WWE would be made a bigger deal. So, and I think probably edge saw that too. And it was like, you know what? Like I'd like to just go over here and, and you know, he got the, he got the, the, the Dean Ambrose, John Moxley salute where, you know, you, you're going to big up that it's his last show and just kind of send them off into the sunset. And, um, seems like that's what they're going to do. And now, now I'm really interested. I'm not going to expect him in Wembley at all, but I mean, the prospect of him being in AEW and mixing it up with some people that he hasn't mixed it up with in a long time. The Hardys, uh, a lot of those dudes, the young bucks never seen him. The Hardys, man. I don't know. I mean, I yeah. guess you got to do that match, but but I can't imagine he, I can't imagine that would have factored too much into his decision, right? No, but if you're telling the story of Edge and you want to tell it one last time, I mean, how how many people are over there that don't really complete that story that are active, yeah, right? True. Like, I mean, John Cena is not active. He's probably his greatest rival. Randy Orton, we don't know what's happening with him and his injuries. You know, he may not be able to work ever, possibly. Um, you look at AEW, you got CM Punk, you got Christian, you got uh, Kenny Omega, you got FTR, you got the Young Bucks, you got uh, God, the Hardys. I mean, Matt Hardy. I mean, there's so many there's so many stories that, you know, tie back to the story of Adam Copeland slash Edge's career that I would see. And the fact that he didn't get like a last sort of storyline either. It was just like, well, this is my last match. I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of feels like Edge told them, you know, this is where I want to go finish days off. And yeah. you remember, they were very close. Apparently, you know, Tony Khan it was was real close to signing Edge uh, when he was about to return until WWE came over the head and, and we got him back at the Royal Rumble. But, you know, this, this, was, this was talked about before. This was talked about before. So it wouldn't surprise me. I, I think he probably does really have a lot to think about. And, and if you read the interviews, that's all he keeps saying. He's, he doesn't know. He has a lot to think about. But I think after the dust settles, um, you know, that when he got that itch to scratch, it'll make all the sense in the world for him to show up in AEW and, and, and close the chapter over there. Yeah, I mean, Christian main evented on, on a Rampage. I mean, these two guys main evented big shows back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is pretty cool to think about. Um, but yeah, I think you would have left. I think if, if WWE, if he walks away from WWE, WWE is leaving a lot of money on the table. Edge is a great performer and could have had one last big run. Now, maybe you're right. This has been all in the cards for a long time. Maybe none of this will ever happen. Wait, what's his FTR connection? Why is FTR just, just were they just going around to like legends conventions making friends? <laughs> what, what's the apparently <laughs> they're neighbors or something like that? If you remember, um, I forgot the uh, the storyline between Edge and Beth when there was like when Seth invaded their house. Uh-huh. And uh, Edge said something, and he said, "Call David." And so he, he used Cash and Dax's real name, all the, talking to Beth, saying, "Call such and such and such and such, and tell him to check on the, the dogs and blah blah blah." Like I'm, I'll be right there, right over Wait, there. Wait, FTR live together in this house? Is it just uh, like I, a full house situation where they just have like multiple <laughs> families? I don't necessarily know. That. 
<laughs> FTR Beard is like the Dave Coulier. It's like he started off in the living room and they eventually moved him to the attic. Uh, oh, and now we'll do gosh. the whole basement. No, the basement's a wrestling ring now, so we gotta yeah. find somewhere else for you to live. Yeah, bro. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. Uh, I... <laughs> That's hilarious. I guess in kayfabe, right? Like Dax and Cash are our next door neighbors to Edge and Beth, so apparently they're uh, <laughs> they're homies, and uh, they helped train him as well when he was coming back into the ring. I do know that for a fact. I know they they he got to bump around for a while. Uh, when Edge was getting ready for his return at Royal Rumble in 2020, 2020? Yeah, they were still WWE. Yeah, yeah. Were they? Oh, I, I don't, don't think know. they were, were in they? WWE. I don't think they were in WWE anymore. They, I don't think they were. And they're just friendly helping each other out. All right. They were just helping the, helping the homies, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, good on them. Uh, <laughs> speaking of FTR, we'll circle wow. back to Edge. What a, what a segue. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, it wasn't helping Ed. Cash Wheeler wasn't wasn't helping Edge train this weekend. He was, he, he was dealing with his own legal issues. Yes. Apparently he like flashed a gun at somebody in a road rage incident. Yes. Um I know this doesn't help the road ragers out there amongst <laughs> us. But you got to understand that like when you're back there getting you're getting so pissed off at the person in front of you to the point where you're going to like run them off the road or gun or pull out a gun like 99.9% of the time, the person you're mad at does not know that anything's happening. <laughs> this you is not speak- like a bar fight where it's like, that guy's mad dogging me, you know, like whatever. Like we got to go, we, we got to go settle this. It's like, no, you're like yelling at the jukebox, you know yeah. I mean? And, and you, and anyway, beside the point, cash has some legal issues. Apparently this has been, you know, this happened back in the summer. So people, they, AEW must've known about this from some time. When it when the news broke about it, people thought, "Oh no, the All In match is off." But apparently, it's still going. AEW said, "You will hear from FTR on Rampage," and then, I mean, on Collision. Sorry, um, and then they did like a they aired like a pre tape or something. It had nothing to do with this stuff. So the All In match is a is going to happen. All In is is All In's this weekend. All In is this weekend. Eighty thousand plus in Wembley. Um. Well, wait, put a pin in that one. We'll come because I want to talk about that real quick. But uh, but yeah, so everything, I mean, I guess the match for, for wrestling's sake, for all, for all intents and wrestling purposes, uh, I don't think this is going to affect anything. Now, it might affect who wins and loses. You know, if you got one team who's a legal liability. This does kind of feel a little weird that he's probably not gonna it, it's not gonna affect his livelihood even in the least bit right like but you, you think it you 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 don't think it will or you or you're saying you I mean, think it should and it's not going to i mean i don't i don't necessarily know but it just seems to me like you know i obviously didn't want to have any real takes on it because it's like well you know was anybody hurt like did what what, what really happened and as the facts sort of came out um because I, I you know me and Brim, me and brian waters were talking about it all, all, over the you know before the break and the way it the way it rolled out, it made it seem like it happened like over the weekend. Yeah, for so sure. A lot, so a lot of like initial reaction was like, "Oh my god, all in is screwed," and blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And then it kind of came out that this happened in the middle of July or end of July. And um, you know, according to the affidavit, the road rage incident sh- resulted in you know cash flashing the gun uh, to a to a a, per- a passenger or a driver in the car. So. I don't know, man. Like, I, I I only think of like the John Morant situation, and obviously it's way, way, way comparing apples to oranges. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, 
when you think of John Morant flashing the gun on Instagram Live um, and everything that went on with him and how his, his name and reputation was sort of like dragged through the mud, deservedly so, um, kind of feels like Cash was, was, was handled with a lot of kid gloves this weekend. You know what I mean? Even up to the fact that, you know, uh, they just kind of showed a pre-tape and, and kept it pushing, which, you know, it's Florida, you know, crazy shit happens in Florida all the guy, all the time, Florida and guns. Like I, I completely understand, uh, how, how they get down over there, but it just seems to me that like people were very much like not going to, I'm not touching this sort of situation because it's, uh, you know, a guy we like, you know? Well, and, okay. Yeah. I think I agree. Yeah. Uh, it does seem like the expectations are sort of the expectation set is very is kind of reasonably different between Cash Cash Wheeler and John Moran. I mean, Cash Wheeler, I think if you took a poll of wrestling fans and you're like, do you think this man carries a pistol? I think the majority would probably say sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and not think to you know not be too shocked about it. But I guess it's the same thing with John Moran. I mean, John Moran's audience, what they're protecting against is kids everywhere, right? I mean, the, it's the it's the it's the you know, the, it's it's the impression that he's leaving on fans, and and I don't know if Cash Wheeler has that same kind of yeah, responsibility, I, but but may, but but it probably shouldn't matter. It um, shouldn't matter, but I say, I would say like obviously the difference between the IG live and flashing to somebody in the car and and not knowing, and, as opposed to showing it to their tens of millions of followers on Instagram. Yes, absolutely, I could understand the message that that shows to the tons of kids that follow you is terrible. Um, and Cash knows that the, this message is probably going to, you know, affect how he's looked at by, by a lot of kids who, who like him and, 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 uh, support his art. But it's, um, it's just, it's just, it's disappointing. I'll just say that. It's, yeah, just it's, it's incredibly uh, disappointing. Yeah. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a, a bleeding heart liberal at the end of the day. Like I understand if people want their guns, whatever the hell, as long as you don't harm nobody, as long as whatever. But, um, and I'm not no gun toting redneck either. I'm pretty sure I can see a happy medium in which you can do whatever, but. We definitely do have a problem in this country. You just alienated three quarters of the audience here. <laughs> hey, between, it, it is what the fucking is. You know? Bleeding heart liberals and gun toting rednecks. I mean, uh, yeah, come on. I'm not. I'm not either one. I, I'd like. I'd like to be known as what people are usually called a human being that can kind of see different situations and and notice that one thing may not necessarily mean it's the same all throughout. But I mean, we definitely do have a problem with guns in this country. And, you know, it doesn't help when a person of that stature is, has a gun issue, has a gun, a law issue with the gun, you know? So I totally agree. It, it, it just, however you fall on whatever happens with Cash Wheeler, John Moran, all these other people, I think that's an issue. I think when it's people of notoriety getting into situations like that, it's just, it's just not a good look and it's a disappointing thing. So obviously, hopefully it, it's all just kind of squared away. Nobody got hurt, which is good to know. But man, um, terrible timing, <laughs> terrible, yeah. terrible timing for this all to come out. Yeah, it's, that's that's true. Yeah. I mean, listen, whether or not he has the same fan base, global fan base, young fan base that John Morant does, this is Cash Wheeler's. This is a guy who 
is supposed to be responsible for Edge's dogs in the time of an emergency. <laughs> He's got a responsibility to the world to put up a better public face in that. Speaking of public face, it's great when you show up for your booking or whatever and you're having a black eye unrelated to the charge, which is <laughs> that I guess just a lot of wrestlers have to go through that sort of thing, but um, not ideal. None of this is ideal. So Cash, <laughs> you know, keep the gun holstered on the road. That's real dumb, dumb shit. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You mentioned all in 80,000, 80 plus, 80,000 plus people showing up for it. Did you think it's a coincidence that WWE announced some attendance figures this week too? <laughs> um yeah the wwe has never lacked a moment to be petty i don't think it's a direct shot but i mean it's it's business is booming man how many times a week do we see brand new gate set at such and such city brand new gate set at such and such arena it is it is the 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 wrestling version of you know uh the Super Bowl every single week. It's like, can we have a Super Bowl attendance moment every week? Yeah. Can we do that thing where we have Justin Roberts or or uh, Samantha Irvin announce, you know, the attendance record at WrestleMania? Can we do that every single week? That's always a good look for us. Mm -hmm. And they do it, you know? So doesn't necessarily mean, you know, I think the way I took it, it just means business is booming with wrestling overall, man. Yeah. Like the fact that there's 80,000 people showing up to a non-WWE wrestling event outside of America shows yeah. that pro wrestling is is probably as healthy as it's ever been in history. Like there's it, it never been a time where I think more money is being made throughout the industry and in professional wrestling. So that's just, that's, I love it. That's fire. Set, yeah. all, set all the attendance records every damn week. This is rest. This is for WrestleMania in Philly, right? That was the, yes. that was the announcement that they made. What did they say? They already they already set their all time attendance record there. Let me, let me make sure I got the exact quote right here. Uh, they said WWE today announced that WrestleMania 40 broke the company's all time gate record in one day. Um, it looks like, uh, WrestleMania 40, which takes place at London Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia on Saturday, April 6th and April 7th, sold more than 90,000 tickets when it went on sale last Friday. So they, they're touting more than 90,000 tickets in one day wow. this past Friday. That is bananas. Obviously, you know, it's two nights. It's not like 90,000 people in one night, which is what your, your AEW fans are going to say. They're going to say, ha ha, it's not a one night thing. It's whatever. But 
Yes. Um, WWE's fans are like, yeah, but they don't want to do one night. They, uh, that's exactly what they, that's how they want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, so I guess, I don't know. They're going to, I don't know how long they're going to hold that record for most uh, attended, most tickets sold to a wrestling event. If this, does this count? Does this, I don't know who keeps the records of this. Is it Guinness or Meltzer or who, who's, who's the, who's the keeper of the ticket selling record books? Uh, good question. I don't know. I think Meltzer would probably, you know, be a good resource for this See stuff the stuff historically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is, I mean, I don't know how many times you can really top it at this point, unless you're going to go run, unless you're going to run a real big, I mean, what would be a bigger stadium to go up to like Michigan, you know, run one of these college football stadiums for SummerSlam right? or something yeah. like that. To go do it at the at, uh, at the big house or do it at the but it's Rose not Bowl but those but those places are never going to do it or never I mean or you know unless it's unless the I don't think WWE at this point is in the game of just setting precedent right like they're mm. not going to go to to Ann Arbor when you know the city of Los Angeles is offering them a bag to come have WrestleMania week there right right just right. to hit that they're not going to go somewhere just to hit a attendance number with that by the way they might not hit so. They're just gonna know. add an extra day. <laughs> That's what they're gonna well, do. You, no, I mean, if you can, if you count total tickets sold, they could rack that up in any major city. You know, yeah, they're gonna one of these days. They're gonna be like, yeah, we're just gonna have SmackDown in the stadium also, and just have three nights of <laughs> stadium shows. Yeah, why not? Just rock that out, like just so they can keep saying, oh, we sold a brand new ticket attendance record for WrestleMania. We sold X many tickets, or you know, it's gonna be crazy. Oh, They'll never man. stop. <laughs> Rest the bi- business pace. is business is booming, right? Yeah. That's I think that's the lesson here. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, all in is all in is just frankly stunning. I mean, I don't think anybody ever thought anything like that would ever be able to happen outside of WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it's awesome that it is. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they try to do that kind of thing. If they try to recreate that. And it's funny because for a while I was saying, well, what do they need? You know, we're talking about Edge showing up or Goldberg showing up, like surprises that could happen. Then you think, well, why do they need to do it? You know, they've already sold the tickets, right? I mean, they've already, they've already. Uh, because they want to do it again up. one day. <laughs> no, but, that, but the, no, and the answer is because this is when that many eyes are going to be on you, yeah. right? This is going to be your most viewed thing ever. So let's, let's get some attention. Let's make some noise. But we did get sort of like a all in go home show vibe i felt like uh on collision on saturday um it was it was more of a lo-fi thing there was some squash matches there was just some you know cm punk coming out in a in a golden costume (laughs) to taunt samoa joe i think we're just really kind of laying bricks at there not even laying bricks we're like we're, we're we're hammering in the 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 shingles on the roof at this point right this is a very formal sort of procession um what right now, one week out, are you most excited about at all in? Man, um, I'm excited about a lot of things on the show. Obviously, the dynamic between MJF and Adam Cole, uh, how they sort of stick the landing on this feud is probably number one mm-hmm. on the list and stuff I'm most excited about. The six man tag between Bullet Club Gold and oh, yeah. uh, you know, Kenny Ibushi. Uh it's gonna be uh and Hangman Page is gonna be a phenomenal match. Um, the stadium, uh, was it stadium stampede? Yep. That's going to be a really fun match as well. Um, I think it's going to be a really action packed night and, you know, wrestling for a stadium is, is usually different, especially 
a uh, uh, you know a, a match where you use the entire stadium to tell the story, right? So I'm really interested to in see how AEW pulls off certain stuff uh, in a big venue like that, and I'm just interested in seeing the crowd's energy, right? Like a AEW show is already pretty long. Um, stadium shows are also very long. I want to see how long that energy stays. I want to see the AW crowd, the UK crowd, mind you, getting their first ever UK AW show. Um, I, that's that's I, I, outside of matches. I love seeing a UK wrestling crowd. I want to see how they react just throughout the night and how they possibly try and do what UK crowds usually do and become a story on their own and, you know, have crazy chants and, you know, feel like mm-hmm. a soccer arena and just doing all types of wild shit that makes you say, man, we should have a WrestleMania here one day. We should have, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, we should come here more often, you know? So, um, you know, I think Clash at the Castle was the last time. A big... Crooks and uh, Castles. Paper. Crooks and Castles Fest. Love that one. Uh, but yeah, I think the crowd itself is is one thing I'm really, really looking forward to because they've already uh, made a name for themselves just being crazy every single time they get a big show like this. Oh my God. There's the whole, everything is just a, an impl- either direct or indirect chant at WWE, right? Just yeah. like, we told you, <laughs> we told you. I want to see who gets, who gets called a wanker. Like, ah, da, da. Adam calls a wanker. Ah, la, la. <laughs> Adam calls a wanker. Ah. And they're so rhythmic. I love UK chants because, like, you know, American chants are so simple. It's like something sucks. Uh, it sucks. Or but don't forget uh, to don't forget we, the, the hardest we go is clap, 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 clap. Right? Yeah, it's something, something. Clap, clap, yeah. clap, clap, clap. UK chants. Use so many syllables. They've got they've got <laughs> so generations of of chant legacy and song yeah. legacy for these for like soccer events and stuff. They 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 have an advantage, and I'm not they saying are. it's an unfair advantage. They've been working on this as a culture for a long time. Yeah, and it, it becomes chorus like when they get the chant, and they will sing mm-hmm. an entire song together uh, in unison. So I, w- I can't wait to see how that goes. Um, and I want to see how the wrestlers react to it too, right? Like, I think there's some people overseas that are way more over there than they are here. One of them being like Bailey. Like, oh, yeah. Bailey goes to the UK and they say, I, Bailey, woo. Yeah. I, I want to know. I want to see who gets that sort of treatment when they go over there as well, you know? So I'm excited. It's going to be dope. What match though? Well, if you one match bell to bell, what do you think is going to be the best match on the card? Do you want me to run down the card? Yeah, let's run down the card. Uh, we got the Aussie Open. There's only nine matches, and that's including the pre-show match. Good. Uh, <laughs> which means it might last less than six hours. Aussie Open versus MJF and Adam Cole is the pre-show. And then um, yeah, FTR versus the Young Bucks. The Women's Championship match. Uh, Sheeta, Tony Storm, Soraya, and Britt Baker. Uh, Darby Allin and Sting versus AR Fox and Swerve Strickland. That might be a show stealer. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, the Golden Elite versus Bullet Club Golden Takeshita. You mentioned that one. The Stadium Stampede match. Uh, Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. Um, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. And MJF versus Adam Cole. Damn, those are some great matches. Those are some great matches. That's a great card. Jeez. 
Um, I think Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho might be uh, interesting, but I think bell to bell, the best match, I'm, I'm going to go with the Golden Elite versus Bullet Club Gold. I mean, I that's, that's the obvious insane. pick. And yeah. I was, that's the one I would have go, gone with, except as much as I enjoy those elite, like, multi-person matches, I'm not going to say the, the, part, the parts, it does uh, whatever, the sum of the parts, what's the phrase? Doesn't add up to the sum of the parts. Right. But the, I, I won't go that far, but like, I don't know if I, if, if I, I, I think in general, I would love it. I would prefer a Kenny Omega, you know, 35 minute match to whatever they're going to do here. Well, I think, I think we're, I think we're, you know, on the road to Kenny Omega versus Jay White eventually. So I think this might be like the prequel to that. Yeah. No, I think you're, you're right. I, I think that, that I, but I, I mean, that's good match is going to be absolutely incredible. I, oh, yeah. I can't imagine that's the match where I'm going to come away saying, I can't believe that was so good, I guess. Because uh, the floor is really high. Um, I'm excited about Punk Samoa Joe. I, have just, yeah. I just have no idea, man. I have no idea what those two guys getting in the ring together and really trying to have a top-tier match is going to look like in 2023. Um, MJF and Adam Cole, you know, we've said it before. MJF lives for these moments. You know, I mean, this is just to make us say, to remind us every time that he's absolutely top tier. Mm-hmm. Um, but despite the cloud hanging over, you know, FTR's head, I'm, I think that match is going to be the match. FTR versus the Bucks. I think it's, I think it's going to be absolutely ridiculous. You know what? I think... Because of everything surrounding, you know, FTR right now, they have no choice but to deliver like the best fucking match on the card, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, it's one of those things where uh, it's an old Dave Chappelle joke when it felt like Kobe Bryant had the the ball rolled to him and it's like, play it for your freedom, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. you kind of you get that little extra oomph when you know you you got some shit you're dealing with in the, in your real life and. You know, you, you get to kind of come to work and, and escape and do what you do best. And, you know, a lot of times we see some people's best work when, you know, you, you, you're kind of had that situation going on. So, and on top of that, the Young Bucks and FCR have probably never had a bad match together. So this is the rubber match. I can't wait to see it. Um, you talk about Punk versus Joe. I think Punk versus Joe and uh, Sting and Darby versus uh, Swerve and AR Fox have real big abilities to steal the show. I think it's crazy that a match with CM Punk and Samoa Joe is, is sort of flying under the radar on a stadium show. And these are two stadium vets. Like, they, Punk has done stadiums many times. Like, mm-hmm. Joe has done stadiums many times. And these guys are, if you're going just card for card outside of Chris Jericho those two guys probably have the most big match experience out of anybody on there a lot of those guys are, are performing in their biggest crowds ever for the first time um so I think Joe and Punk the fact that they kind of I don't want to say uh being underrated but the sort of you know the expectations aren't that high for that match. So they have a great opportunity for us to come away. And it's like, man, they really went out there and fucked it up. You know, like it was, it was awesome. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think those are my matches to pick. And of course, AR Fox, man, like a dude who's been an indie God for the last decade and a half getting, uh, to perform in front of 80,000 people with sting. 
Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? Like I'm just I'm that's that's well really you sort of re- you kind of recreate. I mean, you, you can go you can go back and do the post mortem on that whole storyline, and it was clearly like, who are we gonna have? You can you can see the logic. Now, I'm yeah. not going to go into all the 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 darker recesses of my imagination, but uh, yeah, it's like who are we gonna have singing Darby go up against the stadium? It's like well, sort of. Well, who's gonna be with her? Which member of Mogul Embassy deserves that spot? It's like <laughs> oh, why don't we just get. I don't get, get a AR. new member. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get somebody who can really like work, someone who can really put it over. And and um so yeah, AR Fox will definitely be getting like a stinger splash off of Big Ben or something like that. But <laughs> yeah, that'll be awesome. And um and yeah, I mean it's I'm glad that it came together. I'm I'm glad that it all came together for those guys because man, they're 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 putting in the work. They're putting yeah. in the work. Um it just also shows, I mean, this is a conversation for another time, how just sort of misbegotten some of this, like, c- storytelling is. How many different, how many different, like, factions did they create for Swerve before basically they just ended up putting him with his friend and, like, former, and, like, you know, uh, f- former out of AEW rival AR Fox. And now, the, I mean, the re- does the rest of the embassy really matter that much at this point? No. Right. It's just as it, you can call it whatever you want, but it's this is just Swerve getting to be Swerve and getting to do his thing, you know? Um, anyway, you probably know about that more than I do, though. So I'm not speaking with any kind of authority there. <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't know. I would not know. Um, what else? Brian, get on the mic. What are you most <laughs> excited about it all in? Noted uh, AEW hater Brian H. Waters. What? <laughs> what, what <laughs> Oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, what do you what, what do you what do you think? What's the AEW angle for Wednesday Worldwide this week? Or is it are we just previewing just previewing the show? Or are you? I mean, <laughs> what's your what's your uh, honest take? Preview it for us. Ooh, oh, wow, wow. Nah, so I'm really really excited. Like I was trying to figure out if I was excited about a different match, but I'm not to be honest with you. It's definitely the main event, MJF and Adam Cole, mm. just because I don't know which way this is going to go. Like, they could have a clean match and shake hands afterwards, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Like, I think we're going to get a swerve, uh, no pun intended, but just the way the storyline has been going, I'm more excited than I thought I would be, just to see, like, all these vignettes and all the fun stuff. So, like, they got me entertained. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I want to see how they stick the landing, man. I'm with you. I'm not so much looking forward to the match. I know the match is going to be entertaining as hell. MJF has come up uh, every big stage as he's ever had. Every single time. Uh, Adam Cole is Adam Cole. You know what he could do when he's in that ring, bell to bell. But I just want to see, I want to see the last five. Like, if you could just fast forward to the last five minutes of that match and how it looks, that's all I want to see. I want to see how they stick that landing and how it's going to feel. You know, uh, whether somebody turns, whether they stay with the friendship, whether Roderick Strong factors into this, whether MJF becomes a baby face or the Adam Cole turns heel and rejoins the, um, you know, the, the his, his former faction from Ring of Honor. Um, there's a lot of options they can go with. And maybe there's something on the table that none of us sees coming yet. So uh, it's Goldberg. the main event for a reason. <laughs> Come on with it. Come on with I'm it. Sold. I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm sold. I want to see Goldberg. I never thought I would want to see Goldberg in 2023, but uh, shout out to Kaz. He did it. He sold Hear me it. out. Hear me out. Prince Harry enters the arena, right? Prince Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a baby face or a heel in London he's a, right now? Oh, he's a big heel. That's what I'm hearing. You think so? Harry? Yeah. No, Harry. To the crowd. <laughs> 
Oh, I mean, I don't think people are going to go nuts for him. I think that they'll, you know, what do they say? They say I feel like oh, he's the baby face in the royal family. He's like the upstart. Maybe not. Maybe I not. He's the royal prince. Yes. Is that is that my accent? Is my accent good? No, just keep going. This is going <laughs> to be a social video. Is this, is this, is this the all in? Is it all in it? All in it? <laughs> 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 oh, oh god. god. You didn't get it? All in it? All in it? All in it? No? Not, <laughs> no. All right. I will we'll, we'll 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 put it back into the uh the drawing board. What, we'll workshop can we, it. Do you want to <laughs> Do you want to talk a little smackdown before we get out of here? Let's talk a little smack dizzle. We'll bring this Let's whole go. thing full circle. We started talking about Edge. Uh yes. so uh Austin Theory beat LA Knight to be the number one contender for the US championship. Are we officially on the LA night, not getting over endless loop. Is that just going to be, is, is it, are they just going to keep giving us a little and pulling it back and giving us a little and pulling it back and hope that that gets us all the way to like him main eventing WrestleMania. That's usually, that's usually what it looks like, right? That's kind of been the, uh, the mode of, of these fan social media driven uh, pushes that we've seen over the years, whether it's Kofi well, Mania. Well, usually they don't give it to us. I mean, that's that's the lesson, right? I mean, they, you know. Oh, they, they give it to you sometimes. I mean, I guess you know, Zack Ryder did get the U.S. championship. Zack Ryder got a U.S. championship. I mean, Daniel Bryan was, you know, uh, a mid-carder for a while until he got the WrestleMania moment. Kofi Mania was only about two or three months before he was the, uh, fighting for the world title. At WrestleMania, you know, so but before all that, you know how they do, man. They got to dangle the carrot in front of you and then just take it back as long as they can until they can make it into a big moment. I'll tell you this, though, man. I was watching that first segment of SmackDown and them dudes was drowning out there until LA Knight came out, bro. <laughs> like, I was, yeah. you know, Grayson Waller, who's had some great Grayson Waller effects so far. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the chemistry between, I almost called him Andrade, my God. Uh, Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio about the whole U.S. title thing uh, is still a little awkward. And then he sent Austin Theory out there, and, and people still just could not give a, a, a microcosm of a shit about Austin Theory, man. And, and they are trying. And boom, you send the L.A. Knight out there, and that place erupts. And... You know, it sh- it shows you that they know what they're doing. It's like we're gonna get these people that we need, and have LA Knight sort of be the be the you know the tie that's gonna lift all those ships, right? Like between the U.S. title, yeah. As long Grace as he keeps Wall- losing, then P- as long as he keeps not, I mean, they're making the U.S. title sort of the implicit goal, right? And as long it as works. he keeps not getting there, then people are gonna stay interested in it, which they weren't prior yeah. to his, you know. That's the thing. You can make the argument. I'll always say when you're when you're making a wrestling show, you got to use positioning and not titles, right? Like the US title was not even on the fucking show for several weeks, right? LA Knight, LWO, uh, Grayson Waller, all infinitely more important than the US title for the past several months. Yeah. Now you throw somebody in there and somebody that we all want to see eventually win that title uh, you know if you're being honest with yourself i, I know there's folks out there like yeah put the world title on them i'm like yeah let's ease up a little bit but i think we all kind of want to see la Knight be the u.s champion eventually mm-hmm. and they know it and we know it so and he made it a goal he said I, i'm eventually i'm coming for that title so now 
the importance is back on that. Just the fact that LA Knight came out and said, I want that title, had a number one contenders match, lost it because of the Miz. Immediately, the U.S. Championship is interesting again. There's mm-hmm. three There's three stories all sort of circula- circulating around it that didn't exist about three weeks ago. You got the Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio. What's going to happen with those guys uh, as Rey is the champion? You got Austin Theory, who has his rematch as the former champion as well. Grayson Waller sort of floating around this whole thing. The Miz kind of pops up whenever he wants to and flat out says... L.A. Knight is nothing but Eugene or Damian Sandow or Fandango and shit. And I was like, God damn, Fandango and Eugene and Sandow probably just home enjoying their Friday, just catching wild strays from the Miz. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and immediately became interesting was the first segment on SmackDown without the bloodline, right? So positioning was always important. And and they, they... the fact that LA Knight didn't become the number one contender right away is exactly what you want to do because you want to make that shit important when it happens. I mean, you also have a really sort of potentially never-endingly awkward situation where the fans are just waiting for LA Knight to come out and say, let me say, let me talk to you every single time yeah. that they show up. Yeah. Yeah. But- That's a good thing. It's a good thing. If you got somebody like that on the roster that people are just waiting to come and just talk, you got a good thing, especially if they're not a main eventer yet. All right. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's it's really potent now. And, we, and I think letting having him win the battle royal was a good thing. It, you know, as far as just letting us know well, this isn't this is a work. Right? Got to wet the, the whistle, man. You got to give him a test. You got to let him know, like, all right, are they gonna? Is this a real thing? Is there real momentum behind this guy? Now, it's obvious that it is. Yes. Well, I think you're you're most right about the U.S. title. Now, maybe he'll be a world champion someday, but I think making that the stated goal is super important. If yes. you leave it just ambiguous out there, yeah. then people are going to start fantasy booking him into the into the main event, and that if that's not where you want him, then that then you you mess that up, you fumbled that one, right? Um, a lot of fumbling this week. But a lot that of was fumbling not, this week. <laughs> no, that was not one of the instances. Um, uh, Street Profits won. They're hey, you know they, they beat my guys, the OC. They just, got a fire new finisher, by the way. I love they that. They do. They got a new finisher. They got new 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 tights. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bobby Lashley's got coming a, out got like a, they, yeah. They got their new their new mentor in Lashley. Yeah. Um. Uh, I guess my here's my only hang up. I'm very excited about this. Okay. We've spent a lot of the time, invested a lot of money into the Montez Ford hype machine. Right, yeah. but a lot of Montez stock, Angelo Dawkins stock along the way too. Every time that we're like buying up the Montez Ford stock, we're just like, like, can we short Angelo Dawkins so mm-hmm. that we can then just like buy it back at a much lower price and just accumulate? I don't know. I don't know how stocks work. This is very obvious. <laughs> but we're hoarding the Dawkins stock on the low, on the on, on the down low, and then you know, guy, we we're all very much about Montez Ford. This it probably is the is the is the route to his to the highest see, highest potential for him. But are, yes. doesn't it feel a little bit like we're just like hitting reset and now we got to wait? You know, it's uh, we're obviously not going to get a Montez Ford singles push in the next six months, and that's you know, is that is should that be should I feel de- deflated about that? I don't know. I, I if I'm being honest, in my opinion. Are you going to say he doesn't deserve the championship either? Because I like this take. I like I like when you say that someone doesn't deserve to be in the main event. Somebody it's- sucks. No, um, I don't think it has anything to do with how high we're still on Montez Ford and and and, and Angelo Dawkins. I think the fact that 
Angelo Dawkins raised his game up at the time he did was crucial because there's not a whole lot of reputable tag teams out there right now, right? Like, and, you know, the tag team division, you know, through no fault of the champions right now, isn't as popping as it was several months ago. So you got to kind of rebuild it. And, you know, I think there's more... As much as I want to see, I'm, I'm looking forward to the future of Montez Ford, the singles wrestler. It could wait a little bit. It could wait a little bit with this, you know, with with what's going on with Bobby Lashley and the fact that there's not any real interesting tag teams out there right now. Um, the Viking Raiders would like yeah, a word with you. I, I you nah, give I'm them that kidding. word. <laughs> um, nah, I just, I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Um, I think it could wait just a little bit, you know, and and they've already co- sort of established that, you know, some tag team wrestlers can still have singles aspirations and not necessarily mess it up. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm not mad that we're not we're not getting the singles pushes from those guys just this yet, just because of the state of the tag team division. Is the tag WWE. team division really that weak right now? It's a little weak. It's a little weak. Who's your tag teams? Well, uh, okay, Alpha Academy, although Gable's obviously going for a singles thing right now. So if you want to asterisk that one, you can. The New Day's back? Uh, New Day's back, that's huge. The Glass Bros. Glass Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle are newly formed. I guess they're going to be together. Yeah. Um, you want to you, you want count Kaiser and Vinci as in period? Imperium, um, yeah. You're right, you're right. So whatever Judgment Day faction, although I don't think there's a, a real tag team to be made there. And then you get into Viking Raiders, Indusure. Uh, our maximum male models still under the employee of WWE. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Kind of. That's just that's just the raw. That's on the raw side, right? Yeah. I just pulled up a list, and then on SmackDown we got you got no Usos, no Period. Usos. <laughs> like you got no. Nope. You can do the brawling brutes. You know, Butch and Ridge. Um, uh, pretty deadly. Obviously, is there. Uh. Well, now nah, homeboys, homeboys hurt. Tag team. One of the dudes from uh, Pretty Deadly got hurt, so oh, they're that's right. out. Yeah, yeah, Hit Row. <laughs> mm. Mm. Dang! And then, of course, the tag team champs. Although there's some apparently KO, Kevin Owens is hurt too. Um, apparently, he worked the dark match. Uh, in, in oh, Toronto. he did. Yeah, apparently right, he worked yeah. the dark. So I think he's. I think he's all good. All right, if you could have one tag team from WWE history. To ma- magically time machine teleported to 2023, who would it be? Dudley Boys, easily. You're Dudley taking that over the Legion of Doom, over Legion of Doom, the Rockers, over the Rockers, the Miz overall, and John yeah. Morrison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, nah. Steiner Brothers. Ooh, I'm looking Steiner's at I'm looking favorite. at WWE slideshow right now. <laughs> Ming and uh, Ming and Andre, or Haku and, and Andre. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> The Colossal you, Connection. That's a better call him by his right name. Um, <laughs> the Body Donnas. Uh, damn. Damn. <laughs> I might. I might. New I'm, Age Outlaws? New Age Outlaws? I might tickle your fancy for some New Age Outlaws. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Demolition? Dudley. I'm still a Dud- for the Dudleys, bro. Give me the Dudley boys. Dudley boys is the perfect tag. The natural team. Disasters? <laughs> Hardy Boys, the Killer Bees. Do you think the Killer Bees, if they existed in this day and age, would have like would have like five star work rate? Probably. Or, or, or was that or was the bar so low back then that they were just two dudes who like jumped <laughs> six inches off the ground? Everybody was like, "Whoa, what is this? What is this wizardry that we're seeing inside the ring?" Power and glory, maybe. 
Oh my power gosh. I'm fire. the power and he's the glory. <laughs> That's like one of the great promos of all time. Oh yeah. Thank you for explaining your tag team name. Um <laughs> Ooh, Money Inc. Money, 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 money. Well, knowing what we know now, I don't think I would pick money. <laughs> I don't think that's the right timing. Um, um, Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas, the Soul Patrol. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, they won, They were tag team champions one, once upon a time. Yeah, they were. That. Thank, thanks to the, to the good storytelling from Young Rock. We got to see that relived. Uh, British man. Bulldogs, Heart Foundation. None of these guys. The Brain Busters. You can take Tully and Arn. I might slot with the Heart Foundation. I might slot with the Heart there Foundation. Yeah, I think that, was, that was the answer I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. Brett and Jim, the Heart Attack, the music, the pink. Yeah, I think I think I'm about to roll with those guys. Good call. Good call. Dang, Brian, who would you take? And and when? Why is it uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine and Bruce uh, <laughs> the Barber Beefkin? <laughs> I mean, you know, why not get one last pop? No, it's definitely the Steiner brothers. Yeah, the Steiner brothers would be great. Yeah. Love what if you? What if I let you take Edge and Christian? Mm. See, you know what's crazy? I wasn't run. really. I wasn't. I wasn't huge on Edge and Christian back in the day. I really well, no, wasn't. No, no, but oh, like, wow. you know, as they got older. Oh yeah, obviously. I think with you know with with time being a uh, you know uh, the benefit and seeing how they all succeeded as singles wrestlers. Yeah, I could see that. But I think as a tag team, though, man, like even when they when they won the first like triangle ladder match, like I was rooting for the Dudleys. And I was rooting for the Hardys. I was like, anybody but those guys for some reason. But they grew on me. Everybody knows I was a huge strike force mark back in the day. That <laughs> was like, I I told this story before, but I was like watching my Saturday morning wrestling. My dad yelled, hey, we got to rake the leaves. And I'm just like, give me a minute. And like, uh, they, were, <laughs> they, they won the championship. And I went outside. I was like jumping up in the air and fist pumping. <laughs> hey, yo. Oh, man, that is great. I wish there was video of that. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I might go with the Bulldogs. Bulldogs are solid. Bulldogs are solid. Yeah. Oh, man. You saw some glorious tag team names back in the day, bro. Yeah. yeah. Now it's all like names, ma- name mashups. Word. The Miz like, and Chris Jericho ruined it for everybody. Now we're just coming up with weird fake words. Jericho. What's, uh, the, yeah. <laughs> What's wow. um, um, Riddle and uh, the Glass Drew McIntyre? Bros. Yeah, Glass the Glass Bros. Bros. That sounds kind of wild. That sounds dangerous. It sounds like yeah. New Day tonight. That's gonna be fun. Glad to see the New Day back. I miss them on TV. Shout out to them bringing the the folding chairs too. When they last promo. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, on, on, on Fr- they're, they're doing that's on SmackDown, right? On uh, Raw. They'll be on Raw. Oh, I mean today's God, today's Monday. This Man, is where Monday. I am in my head right now. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> well, and me that's both, a good bro. segue into the uh, Raw preview. Which do we have any matches besides that announced? I think we have. Um, oh yeah, it's the, tonight's Gunther and Chad Gable. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And give them the give them the hour. Give them the hour. Dang, that's gonna be a good one. Start it at ten and just give them the hour, bro. I'd love to see it. But it, see, it screams to me like they're gonna play it off at the at the pay per view. So it might we might get a, a they're gonna a keep this no one going. Contest. I think so. I think we we'll get a no contest tonight. Uh, all right, so that's the so that's going to be the big. Well, so maybe that won't. Maybe yeah, well, that'd be great if it's like a two second. Wait, squash. where are we? Where are we on the hockey meter? Where are we on on, on the on the on the hockey Brian? hockey town? We got to go to September. Yeah, it's September something. Date. Okay, 
God, they got to get the honky tonk man in there just to do the honka meter. <laughs> you got to get there. Close. We're almost close. We're almost there. Uh, and then New Day and uh, are going to fight uh, Ridlin McIntyre for for is it for the number one number one contendership? No, just a match. They're fighting about who got to be that sort of position at the top, but that's it. All right, September seventh. Oh, less than a, we're, we're um, two, a little over two weeks away. Mm-hmm. And and tonight on Raw, Shinsuke Nakamura is going to reveal what he told Seth freaking Rollins. Oh snap! What is the what is the dumbest possible answer to this question? <laughs> what is that polyester bitch? <laughs> <laughs> and stuff was like motherfucker. This is silk. And then he, you know, picked up. <laughs> it, had be, it had to be something about the outfit. It was definitely something about his fit. You know it, yo. The he greatest. Like, What's yeah, in his ears? Like he's got that on Canal Street. I saw you, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 oh my god oh, uh, I think the most shocking thing would be if he just w- leaned up to Seth Rollins and he was just like guess what I don't even like to surf <laughs> <laughs> he said we came, came up with we were close to his ear and said Will Ospreay's better <laughs> oh, oh there you go <laughs> who knows who knows but i'm excited man let's see where this goes i mean you know, I'm big you know i'm always gonna have country for shinsuke so anytime to make Ooh. him important i'm excited oh my god he's been in the wwe seven years he and aj arrived se- over like seven years ago so somebody posted oh. that this morning wow what a can ride you, it's been can you believe how time passes i mean that was the whole point of this uh, so in po- uh, midcard john cena is the username on squared circle said the passage of time is a very scary thing Nakamura and Styles have both been in WWE for 7.5 years. The Shield debuted almost 11 years ago. Wow. Sammy Owens, I mean, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have wrestled in WWE longer than they did in Ring of Honor. That's where we are right now. And I'm going to go celebrate my 100th birthday. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, well, let's get out of here. You want to get your plugs in, Kaz? Yeah, man. First off, shout out to everybody who came through to Harlem, watched the Slam Summer Classic this past weekend at Rucker Park. Was incredible. Check it out on the NBA app if you haven't seen it. It was an absolute show. So much fun to call that game. Uh, but yes, check me out right here on the Mass Man Show. Check me out on uh, This Is Awesome, WWE Ultimate. Say less with Kazoki and Rosie. Count it on the points bet slash USA app slash Fanatics app, I guess, soon. And um, yeah, that's all I got this week, bros. You can find me here. You can find me on the press box. Uh, be sure to listen to all the great shows on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. This one, Cheap Beat, and Wednesday Worldwide featuring Brian H. Waters. Um, now, yeah, the stakes are high for this week, Brian. Also, on Fridays, <laughs> I'm doing recaps of Heels, the wonderful Stars Pro Wrestling program with Ben Lindbergh. We've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up, coming down the pipe soon, too. So pay attention. Uh, thanks to our producer, Brian. One H. last Waters. thing. Oh, yeah, Shout go out. ahead. Shout out to everybody who's added us about uh, the wrestlers with glasses uh, topic we talked about last week. Dude, I didn't week. even see. What is that? Do, do, uh, do we get some good answers? We've got some pretty good answers. Uh, it got added by this person, JW9911. Got lots of uh, Dudley Boys photos. Got. Okay, well, Dudley of, Boys was get, okay. That's, I guess that got counts. Some, got some photos I, of Brock Lesnar and his, his bifocals from his Minnesota days as yeah. well. 
couple of guys, couple of guys. But shout out to the shout out to the followers, man. I love I love interacting with y'all during the you week. know the one that I, I Dusty Rhodes 100 wore some glasses during like dur- like he had some like some fashion lenses and clearly I'm sure needed the glasses back in his old old Crockett days. Um, but yeah, keep sending me those. All I want to know is about wrestlers who wear glasses on TV, not at the <laughs> not at the you know the hotel. Um, leave those wrestlers alone. Anyway, thanks to our producer Brian H. Waters. Apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you back here on Thursday, humanoids. Peace. <laughs>